Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and we are starting with some Q&As. This is like the first episode that I've done solo since 2022 has started, and I thought it was a good way to ease myself in. So the first question was starting a business tips the do's and don'ts. Now, I feel like I can talk some experiences being a product-based business, but I don't know if this business is going to be a service-based one or product-based one. And I feel like there's massive differences between the two, more from listening to Joe's experiences with his service business, being an online coach and also being the founder of the Physique Collective as well. But for me personally, like the do's and don'ts, don'ts, don't try and do it all yourself. As soon as you can start investing in people and other skill sets and delegating do it straight away, but also make sure that you do your research in terms of your own self, like your self-awareness, knowing what you're good at and what you're not and what you find stressful and what you don't find stressful, what you enjoy and what you don't, because that will really determine like where you'll start investing or reinvesting first. So for me, I'm not really the best person with bookkeeping, that sort of thing. It takes a lot of time. It's stressful for me. So that was like one of the first things that I knew I wanted to start reinvesting in I did a lot of market research and definitely do your research because it might help you see things from a different point of view and sometimes your friends and family because they're close to you they'll just they won't mean to but they might just be like a yes man whereas they might if they're not your target customer then they're not really the best person to speak to so I'm just taking another example like if you're doing a business in bodybuilding and it's males and their parents, then you know that you need to be speaking directly to those people about your business, the name, the website, the product, the offering, like everything that you can. Because I feel like that really does help you kind of, I think it's not like confirmation bias, but it does give you like confirmation that, okay, this is worth moving forward or no, I need to tweak things before I then move ahead. Don't get so caught up with needing to make it your full-time job straight away. I think there's a big misconception that you're an overnight success and you can start pulling money straight away. And, you know, it's the high glamorized lifestyle. It can be, but it isn't at the same time. So for me, being completely honest, it's taken me four, five, no, four years to start pulling a wage. And even at this point now, I wouldn't say I pull a massive wage at all because for me I'm always just like wanting to reinvest it back into the business because I know it has growth and I know it has potential so I know that it needs more power <laughs> in terms of cash flow and money for it to get there so don't be too disheartened if it's not pulling what you want it to straight away whereas if you're a service-based business you might get there a lot quicker you probably will get there a lot quicker. I'll change that. (laughs) Whereas being a product-based business, a lot of the money that you make has to go straight back into your business. So that takes a while to get your head around. So yeah, just don't be too hard on yourself. Like if things are difficult, don't be afraid to ask questions as well. If you're unsure on things and just always be reassessing what is going on in the business. And yeah, like just go for it. Like just don't be too worried about what box you need to fit in or like don't give yourself massive expectations like just do it because you you see a need for it and you want to help people and then just push it from there 
sorry I've literally had like a coughing fit so I'm hoping <laughs> that um, it's not gone too much on this podcast but I'm gonna keep going long off seasons one year plus how to deal with FOMO mindset so I think there's a there's like two camps there's two camps in the industry sometimes where some people will compete year on year on year so they might only take like a six month off season or anything like that and there's people that might take a year a year and a half two years and for me personally when I've seen one year plus I don't think a one year off season is very long because you can think about how much can happen how much can change in that year is actually quite a lot and you've got to remember as well like say you're coming off of a comprep you might have like one year until your next show but technically if you break that down to say you competed in October and your next show is in October the year the the next year so you've got October November December I would block off to like recover before you start pushing and then you've only realistically got until so if you're doing October you might do I don't know October September August, July. So yeah, you might only have six months of off season technically if you start your prep in June to compete in October. So when you think about, oh yeah, this is the, it's the year of off season, it actually isn't a year of off season because of like you're going from this show date to this show date, not from where I'm fully recovered, I'm going to my off season to when I next start prep. And that might actually be a longer period of time so yeah don't get like too I think sometimes if it's like a long off season we might start to put connotations to like oh this is long this is slow this is like a real massive like you know massive hill in front of me so start breaking it down into little segments and hopefully your coach should be able to kind of program everything and kind of show you where you're at in that kind of journey so whether you're you know you're pushing up for a few months having a week or a couple of weeks or even a month of maintenance and then doing a mini cut and then pushing again like start to see that whole timeline because I think that might help break it up and make you see oh actually I've only got maybe like 10 full training cycles until my next show like that actually isn't a lot it's not as much as what I thought it was going to be in terms of FOMO like it's so many ways I feel like you can still be involved in the industry, which kind of avoids the FOMO. So like when I took three years away, I really didn't feel that much FOMO because I was so involved with it. Like I was still going to shows. I was tanning. I was judging. I was doing photo shoots. Like I was still going to events and being involved in the industry. So I never felt like I had a fear of missing out because I was always there anyway, if that makes sense. From a mindset point of view, it's, I always find this one really hard because like what I might advise for mindset might work for me. So like my mindset is like I have to really do a lot of like self-love and not being too hard on myself that I'm not hitting everything 100% all the time when things can happen and obviously priorities might change a little bit. Whereas for someone else, they might go, oh no, that, that's, that doesn't work for me in the off season. Like I need to go in, boom, boom, boom. So it is kind of really thinking, right, how have my previous off season gone? Like kind of rate your your previous off seasons and go like, right, rate it. How was general happiness? How was productivity? How was, you know, general life things, seeing friends, seeing family, like spending time with them and kind of go, right, now that's been assessed. There's a little gap here. There's a little gap there. And this is kind of what I need to do. I think it's really, I think off season is really finding out like where your head is at as well. Because I think in prep, sometimes you can kind of go through, not go through the motions, but you kind of go into like shutdown where you only focus on like certain things and that's it. Whereas like off season is a really good time to go like, you know, 
how am I how am I feeling like mentally and physically am I well recovered have I picked up any niggles with like whether it's like a physique physical thing have I picked up any niggles of like mental stuff or maybe you know I'm still a little bit uh, about food focus like it could be loads of different things and when you're focusing all these different things trust me that off season goes very fucking fast <laughs> it goes very very fast but I think it's maximizing this extra time that you get because you won't be spending as much time doing cardio. You might not spend as much time doing posing. You still might do, you will do your posing, but you won't be doing it to the level that you would have been doing in prep. So really think about, okay, I've got these extra, maybe like an hour and a half, two hours a day back. How am I going to spend it? And the first point of call for some people is, oh, I need to like divert it straight into body one again when actually sometimes it can be really beneficial and really healthy to push it into other areas as well so I think sometimes we we forget by doing all these other things outside of bodybuilding helps generally with our happiness and stress levels which then has a knock-on effect with our bodybuilding life but in a really really good way so yeah keep involved with the industry I feel like that definitely avoids the FOMO and just remember like I think there's kind of there's two pain points with this like it's no, there's no right or wrong. So it's either you go straight into another compete, competitive season, knowing that the likelihood of you bringing a similar physique is the same. So there's a pain and a pleasure there, isn't there? There's the pain of potentially showing up similar, if not potentially regressing, depending on how the prep has gone. And then there's the pleasure of you know, prep, show day, being involved again, or you flip that and there's the pain of going through that off-season when you're going to be feeling the FOMO and that sort of thing. Or it's a pleasure, which is a long-term gratification of knowing that you're recovered well and also you're able to push and make those physique improvements that you want to. So as I said, there's no right or wrong with like what where you want to go with the pain and pleasure like construct there. But trust me, I feel like a one year goes so fast. Like I'm recording this and it's been four weeks since Christmas. <laughs> And I'm sitting there going, what? So um, yeah, I hope that one does help. Another one I've got here is I feel like I keep pushing back my stage debut. How do you know when it's the right time to compete? So I think sometimes there is an ideal time to compete, but is there a right time to compete? No, there never is going to be in anything. Like there's never a right time to go Tesco sometimes around me because it takes freaking ages and it's always busy. So you kind of just have to go, do you know what? I'm just going to decide this the time and that's that. I think there's a massive pressure sometimes. I think it is potentially because of these first-timer classes and sometimes these first-timer classes are unreal where it kind of like puts this pressure on people that have to look as good as this first-timer that I've seen in XYZ like competition in order to be like worthy of stepping on stage. Whereas you've got to remember as well, like a lot of people, like they were only like federations, if they're posting about first timers and whatever, like they're only going to be posting about the, they're like higher tier ones or like their genetic freaks and that sort of thing. So kind of like, accept that you're not, you're going to be stepping on stage, not bringing your hundred percent and you never will do because it's always going to be something else. doesn't matter how many times you've been going on stage for, there's always going to be something else that you think, oh, I should have like, I should have thought of that. I should have improved on this. I should have brought that. Like, there's always going to be something. And if you keep pushing back your stage time, you're just going to feel like you're spinning your wheels. And then you're always going to be looking at the other side and going, oh, I wish I could do that. When actually you could do it. Don't get so worried about bringing the perfection or bringing 
you know, the, the complete package because you get, you get to start your journey. Like I'm still not bought my perfect package yet and I'm cool with that and I'm happy with that. But if you're pushing it back because of those reasons, then you just got to have a word of yourself to be honest and just go, no, enough's enough. Like literally call yourself out on your own bullshit and go, no, enough's enough now. Like I'm doing this show and I'm just going to go straight in. And yeah, it's really hard. I really wish I knew. Oh, my dogs are going off on one. Honestly, I really wish I knew the reason because <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of like pu- like pushing in like pushing. I feel like I'm kind of prodding in like the darkness, trying to figure out what's this reason, what's this reason. Um, but a big reason for me why um I put it back for me was more like the financials, and I didn't feel like I had the right setup. So if you know that's an issue, then it's just like. You can keep pushing it aside and just, oh, I'll sort it out later. Oh, I'll, I'll deal with that later. Oh, I'll contact that coach later. But ultimately, you've got to kind of go, right, okay, like, I really pull yourself and go, right, I need to stop this. So, yeah, I really, like, would love to know the reason why this person's putting it off. Because then I feel like I could answer the question better. But I hope that has actually helped to some regard. There's always something that you can be putting off. And it's kind of calling yourself out and going, yeah, I keep doing that. Because <laughs> sometimes you know, and there's a, no one else can actually like force you to do it. And if you really want to do it, you really just got to crack on. Um, and there's no excuse for COVID now. So just do it. Literally just end the show. Do that. It's like doing little steps, like make that first move and just crack on. But I hope that was a cool little snippet episode and as always any questions anything you want me to cover please do let me know I'm starting to slowly collate them and getting them out for the 2022 so I'll see you guys in the next episode and enjoy the rest of your day